Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. Today I want to talk about how when we wait on the Lord, how that can be a trying time and we can feel like the Lord may not be listening. But normally during the toughest or roughest time is right before his blessing and his grace will flow. And I want to name a couple of people in the Bible that have one thing in common. And it is that they went through a time of struggle, time of distress, a time of being moved from their comfortable surroundings into a territory or around people that they didn't know and they had to make their way and they didn't know what the outcome would be. But one thing they all have in common is that they trust God and that they listen to God. And in the end, it worked out for them. And I don't know what struggle you may be having today. And there could be 10 or 100 or 1,000 of women listening to this podcast. And each of you have a different struggle. And each of you have a different call. And each of you have a different purpose. But in all of you, if you trust God, what is guaranteed, what is known, what is true, is that he will come through for you. So I'm going to name a couple of people and think about this idea. Let's start early. Let's start with Abraham. Abraham, the Lord had him leave where he was comfortable with his family and settling, and the Lord sent him to another territory, had him move his wife and everything. And I have found in my experience that when the Lord wants to do a new work in me, and I notice it in others, he moves you from your place of comfort. Maybe you were in a job and the Lord led you to ministry, or maybe you've been led to get married, or maybe you've been being led to a different job, whatever that may be, where we struggle as believers is in that time before the promise. And all of us want that when the Lord tells us something, it's going to happen the next day or the next week. My experience has been that even what I'm doing now, the Lord shared 20 years ago or 10 years ago or eight years ago or reinforced it. It wasn't yesterday because what does he have to do for us to get ready for where he's moving us? We have to prepare. We have to sometimes fall in some pits and get ourselves out of the pit. And by getting ourselves out of the pit or struggle or conflict, we gain a strength and a knowledge and a power and our faith is raised. So for example, Abraham, the Lord promised him, God promised him, he would be the father of nations. Well, I'm sure at age 30, he thought, well, maybe it should be now. Then when he got to age 40, I'm sure he thought, well, surely it's going to be by now. You know, I'm getting older. And what about at 50 or 60 or 70 or 80? Can you imagine here is a man after God's own heart, obedient, and they have a great relationship. And think about how long 
Abraham had to hold on to the faith of what God stated. Now, we're not going to get into Sarah and and kind of her losing sight of God's promise and thinking that she can help it along, as I've done, and I'm sure many of you have done. The Lord gives you a vision for something, and it seems to be going slow. And then, as I've done in the past, I decide to let me help the Lord along. And it's kind of funny, if we think about it, that we think we need to help God. Really. I mean, when we think about it, that's absurd. So we have Abraham. But God did fulfill his promise. And Sarah, a woman way past her prime, did have a child. But they waited a long time. They were in a new territory, a new land, away from their normal, comfortable surroundings. God moved them. And where, and then when God gave him the promise, God wanted him to sacrifice what he had waited for for so long. But in his obedience to God, he was willing to do it. So we have Abraham. Let's think about other people that had to leave their home and territory to win. Let's think of a woman. I can share a woman, let's say Ruth. What, look at what Ruth went through. A young woman who marries and becomes a widow and is willing to follow her mother-in-law. And she's a Moabite, willing to go with her mother to her territory where she would be discriminated against, probably not treated respectfully. But the Lord put that seed in her. To not do what would be normal. Normal would be she's a young woman. Why follow behind an older mother-in-law when you can go and find another husband and be with your own people? But what did the Lord do? He removed her from her environment and her culture and her people and sent her with Naomi to her land. And lo and behold... What she wasn't praying for, the Lord provided. And not only when she got there, she worked hard. She wasn't looking for, is there anybody around here that I can marry or whatever? She listened. She was obedient to her mother-in-law. And she worked in fields, putting herself at risk of being maybe raped or even harmed. But she did that. And by her doing the same in her obedience... The Lord provided her a Boaz. And so many of us, and I shouldn't say us, many of you may be seeking a husband or or trying to, you know, do it the Lord's way, but you feel like you're not meeting anyone and you're in a struggle. What does the story, and you may want to read it, think about what is the story of Ruth telling you about what you could do today? To be focused on what the Lord has put in your heart to do, what you know to do, what you are talented and skilled at doing, so that when you meet Mr. Right, he's going to meet you busy 
in the kingdom. He's going to meet you fulfilling your purpose and your destiny. He's going to find what you are doing attractive. And if he finds you wouldn't in your work, maybe your work will be similar in that the Lord will provide a man who will complement what he has you doing, not counter what you're doing. Yes, we know opposites attract, but the Lord is going to bring you someone who is going to help exalt you and not tear you from your call and your purpose. So think about other folks. I I think about Christ. Christ came from heaven to a new territory to do what? To set captives free, to be that sacrificial lamb. But he left his home. He left his power. He left his glory. He laid down who he was. He was there before man was there. He was there and saw the creation of man. He was present, but he walked away from all of that to come and take on human flesh so that he could take us back, not leave us in a life of sin and death, that we could be accepted and that we could have a a brotherhood, a sisterhood, and be adopted. And we would would not no longer be orphaned, but we would have a father, we would have a savior, and we would have the opportunity to repent of our sins, to confess and to be forgiven and to be given eternal life. We make sometimes salvation complicated, but it comes down to, I don't care what it is you've done, it comes down to confessing your sins and admitting that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and only through Him can you be saved. And that's what your prayer has to be. When you fall, when you slip, you confess it and you acknowledge who your Lord and Savior is. So when you think on stories in the Bible, whether whether David, whether you even look at Mary had to leave to have her son, think about where you are. What do you need to walk away from in order for God's plan to be manifested in your life? What things are you involved in that you need to let go of and walk away from? What things is the Lord telling you to move away? Maybe it's people. Maybe it's the people you hang with. Maybe they're dealing in things. Maybe they're drinking too much. Maybe they're doing drugs. Or maybe they're having affairs. Maybe you are, you possibly have people in your circle who are stealing God's blessings from you and His grace from you versus being a positive and an encourager and inspirer to your life. One thing I've learned um, in the last 10 years is you have to have a balance of people in your life. I found at one point in my life, I had a lot of people in my life who needed to take from me 
And when I mean take from me, they whether they needed me to pray for them or they needed me to counsel them, it was I had an, I had an, a large number, probably nine out of ten, of them needed me to help them, whether it was spiritually. And what I found was I was exhausted because I was out of balance because I needed people as well to inspire and encourage and help me. And when you have people who are just draining and taking from you, that's not a healthy spiritual balance for your life. So I want you to think about that as well. Are you surrounded by people who are taking and taking your time away from you pursuing and doing what God's called you to do and giving you the opportunity to seek counsel from wiser and people that can help you grow on your journey. You can't help, as they say, put your own oxygen on first before you put someone else's on when you're on a plane. And it's the same thing spiritually. We can't give out what we don't have inside. And if we allow people to deplete what we have stored in our inner man, then we're left weak. And that's a foothold and an easy attack for the enemy. So I want you today <clears throat> to think about you may be in that area, in that journey of struggle. And you might not be able to see what's around the corner or what's a year from now or what two years from now is. <coughs> Excuse me. But what I can promise you is if you stay focused in your word, you stay in prayer and you say out loud that, Lord, as your word says, I need you to show me the way. He will show you the way and you will be blessed. So I pray today that you hang on to your truth. <coughs> you hang on to the word. And I pray that God bless you today and every day. <coughs> so be blessed. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.